What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I have to tell you, it was a very confusing weekend in the United Kingdom. Uh, could we just play cut one here? Um, the these are the uh, the climate activists um, laying down on the ground in front of the gay pride parade, and so the client activists were spread out because they were quote-unquote dead because of the climate uh, and the gay pride people couldn't uh, get through and so they're screaming you know LGBTQ uh, things and the others are screaming just stop oil and quite honestly I I thought it was great I thought it was great. Intersectionality is what I think you you would call that. We begin here in 60 seconds with Monday's radio program. You know, Stu, in the Bible, there is the story of Cain and Abel. Mm -hmm. And Cain made an offering to God of grains and crops. You know, vegetarian stuff. Mm -hmm. And what did God do? He rejected it. He rejected it because he was like, look, I made the vegetables. They're gross. I don't even like them. No. And Abel made an offering of meat. And he was like, I like him better than Cain or Stu. And uh, and the rest of it is history. But I don't want to get too deep into Bible territory here. I just want to talk to you. Talk to you about good ranchers. When your meat's coming from good ranchers, you're blessed. It is a good thing. Uh, you are helping the ranchers and the farmers here in America. You are going to save money because you're going to lock in your price of your beef, your chicken, your fish, whatever it is that you order. You're going to lock it in. So as inflation goes up, but remember, it's just transitory, which means I think it eventually will go down not probably in the near future, you will save money with good ranchers. So get great meat, a great price, lock it in, and you'll save $30 if you use the promo code BECK. Just go right now to goodranchers.com, promo code BECK. Goodranchers.com, promo code BECK. So we are, um, here we are at the beginning of July, and I thought I would announce the theme for the month, because I think we do that now. We have themes. You know, last month was Pride Month, and everybody was very prideful. And uh, and I was sitting in church yesterday, and uh, I was uh, reading, and I was reading about pride. And I don't think, I don't think they meant like the Gay Pride Parade, but I don't know. Maybe they did. But, um, you know, the whole pride goeth before the fall thing. Not sure what that means. But I don't think it's any, it means anything good. And I was so I was reading the part where, you know, God is like, hey, don't be a prideful people. Don't be. A, and I'm thinking, hey, pride, pride month. That that's. Uh, hmm. Wow, that's kind of glad they don't mean it that way. So I thought, you know, July is Independence Month, right? I mean, it's the 
Declaration of Independence. Tomorrow is the, uh, is the celebration of uh, our independence as a nation. And I'm pretty proud of our country, but I don't want to be prideful. So I thought we should follow up Pride Month with Humility Month, where we can all be humble. We're very proud of our country, but we're humble because we know we've made mistakes too. So we can be proud, yet humble. And uh, I just think it would be, I mean, they have a month of pride. We should have a month of humility. And I just think that would be, I've already made the t-shirts. They're very nice. It's a red, white, and blue rainbow. So uh, it's, uh, what? Something tells me this is not going to take off uh, like Pride Month. What, 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 do you, what do you mean? People. Well, no, they won't take off the T-shirts like they do in Pride Month. <laughs> it's a good, uh, I mean, you do think, maybe you stop and you pause for a moment and say, should we name a month after one of the seven deadly sins? I don't, I don't know. Is no, that, you is know, that, that's, yeah, I, and I think there's more than the one of the seven deadly in that month. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I, I, I could was be tr- wrong. trying to think, I think you, you could go through all the months and start naming them after the seven deadly sins. But if you come to right. pride and you, you got to lust and you think you should probably, I mean, we're talking yeah. about what we're doing with our genitals all the time during pride month. So lust month and pride month probably should both be June. So I think if you combine yeah. them... Yeah. You can call it. We thrust only have to have month. six months out of the year. Uh, yeah. if you, you can call, call it, it what? Thru- thrust month instead of thrust thru- month. instead of pride instead of lust. Okay. Call it thrust month, and you get both of them in there at the okay. same time, and uh, it still strangely works. It, <laughs> still, <laughs> it doesn't make you feel good about the world, no. but it works. It works no. really, really well. No, it does work, and uh, that way maybe we could, uh, you know, we could still get envy month. Uh, I like that one. Yep, or gluttony. Gluttony, yeah, gluttony that's, is that's November. November. Yep, yep. Yeah. Gluttony's yeah, got to be November, um, um, I think for sure. Uh, you know, February could be Envy Month because it doesn't have as many days as the others and it's jealous of how many days. It could be. It could be could that. Be. Um, what are the other ones yeah. out there, Glenn? I mean, I'm, you know, no scholar uh, here. I but don't know. It's uh, Pride. Uh, yeah, I'm trying Envy, to think, is, it, is it bad that I'm thinking of the Brad Pitt three. movie to try to put this together? I really should have <laughs> more institutional yeah, knowledge. Yeah, I just know there was one of them that was killed in the kitchen. Uh-huh. That's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that, yeah, and he was fat. But right. I think we already have that one. That we got that one, blood. yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Wrath? Yeah, so. Uh, wrath is another. Wrath. Yep. Wrath. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. what wrath means exactly. How... Stu, you're acting very wrath. I mean, what? Wrathful? Uh, you know, anger, let me tell you something. It's, hatred. it's wrath month. Mm-hmm. Is what? Anger, rage, and hatred. That's your wrath. Wrath seems so biblical, though. We're talking the seven deadly sins. Can't we mainstream them a little bit? Mm. Nobody is like, man, I woke up this morning on the wrong side of the bed, and I am full of wrath. That's true. That's true. I will say. And so I went out, and I smote my neighbor. I smote it. I smited. I smote. Um, Agreed should be April, because that's tax month. Uh, that's when the government comes and takes greed. all yes, your money. I like that. So yes, greed. I like that. I really. This is mm-hmm. a. This is a good way to go. 
What could possibly go I think wrong it if we create a society that names all of its months after the seven deadly sins? Is there anything? I don't. I don't think there's a problem. What could go wrong? You won't give, but you will not give me Humility Month, will you? I mean, I, look, I'm serious about it. What? I am serious about it. I think we should have Humility Month after Pride Month, and because it is that is the difference. If in America we were humble, we would be grateful. And our problems would pretty much go away. All we have to do is be humble and grateful. And things will really kind of work out. We need to focus less on pride in all ways. And I don't mean just, you know, the LGBTQ2 plus IA pride. I mean all pride. And be humble. I, I am declaring July Humility Month. I really like that because I do think that we could we could use a dose of that in this country from mm. time to time. Maybe mm. maybe a little too much mm-hmm. pride over things you shouldn't have pride for. Not not even speaking yeah. about yeah. whatever you want to put your genitals this week. But I mean, anything. There's so many. Yeah, I mean examples. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could. I mean, I'm so proud of our military. We're the strongest military. We can kill people faster than ever before. I don't know. I mean, I have pride that our military well our military had honor you know and was very professional and not political and all those i can be proud of the men and women who are serving in it but i you know i don't you know i'm not sure that it should make us proud when we when we see a fighter that just cost us you know 25 billion dollars fly over our heads wow I am proud. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I I I can see what you're saying there. I mean, I was thinking more of just like the, the personal. You know, everyone's so proud of themselves and all the things that they do, and they're always bragging about it online. And you know, I, like I just that whole you know, world is just destructive. I know. I, 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 it I is. Humility Month might go away to kill it, which would be good. You know what might be good is if we, if we, if we elected Simon Cowell as president. I don't know. Because he could just, every day, he could give a speech and be like, you know, you're really not all that. Yeah. I mean, you're not. I mean, I know you guys think you're really good, but not really. No, not really. Nobody's keeping you down. Somebody should tell you you suck because uh, you're never going to make it. You're not going to make it. At least that would even it out a little bit. I don't know if that's the right message, but I think we need a dose of that in our recipe, right? Yeah. Like you need a dash yeah. at the top of the Simon Cowell that would at least bring you back. Because everybody's like trying to tell you you're perfect all the time. And you know what? Right. You're not. You're I've not. seen you. You're not. You're not. You know, mm-hmm. I, unfortunately, you, your clothing you. is very revealing and it's not, it's just not nice. Mm. Oh. You don't look good. And Ooh, uh, maybe mm-hmm. every decision you make no. isn't perfect and maybe you're not the smartest yeah. and maybe every single opinion you hold could actually be informed by some factual, uh, uh, again, a dash <laughs> of fact at the top of that recipe might be, might be wow. good to finish it. You're going wrath. I mean, yeah, I think you're in wrath territory. You are. You are. in wrath month. Hey, I want to talk to you also about something. Um, that, uh, on Fourth um, of July, I'm yeah, I'm taking the day off. Okay, I'm taking the day off to honor our nation, and also to eat hot dogs and see fireworks and stuff. But um, so tomorrow, I'm taking the day off. But on Wednesday. I'm going to take you through the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. I've been reading it the last few days, and 
It's some pretty good stuff, Stu. Pretty good stuff. We should read it from time to time. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a little underrated right now. Yeah, it's a little underrated. You know, Mm -hmm. the average constitution lasts 17 years, and ours is what? At two, almost 250? I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We should read it. So we're going to spend some time on that. Um, uh, Today, I just, I want to spend some time on... uh, on history, then we're going to go to uh, France. Um, we have uh, Ezra Levant, who is in Paris right now and watching what's happening there. It is insane what's going on there. Then we have great historian on to tell us about uh, Abraham Lincoln, kind of the dark stuff of Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah. He may have had hands that big enough to play the piano quite well, but he never did. Never took it up. Uh, and so we're going to give you some of that stuff. Uh, also, Tim Ballard will be here today talking about The Sound of Freedom, a new movie that is coming up. Uh, first, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins. Fourth of July, right around the corner, like tomorrow. Do you have your tree up yet? Why not celebrate our independence this year by learning more about America and our freedoms with your kids? The Tuttle Twins are on a mission to help families learn from history. If we can understand the stories and the ideas that make America so special, we'll know how important it is to preserve our freedoms. Most textbooks don't teach these ideas to kids, but the Tuttle Twins American history books do. They're amazing, kids love them, and they come away with a real appreciation of the ideas that make America so special. Fourth of July is tomorrow. And uh, it's Independence Day. No better time to teach your kids about independence and a love of American history than right now. Celebrate their release of their new book. The Tuttle Twins are giving one family vacation getaway to visit all the historic sites around Boston. If you want to enter, there's no purchase necessary. Go to the website for all of the details. Uh, Not available in, I don't know, Svengali and uh, Madagascar, but check them all out at TuttleTwinsBeck.com, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Order your book, read the rules, enter the contest, no purchase necessary, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, I was... um, I was reading some stuff uh, last night uh, about American history and watching some YouTube videos, and it was just pissing me off because they just got they just have so much wrong. And um, they're talking about the first draft of the Declaration of Independence and how Thomas Jefferson had written this uh, paragraph about wanting to get rid of slavery they didn't quote the paragraph they just said it and then they came out and they said and congress uh voted against because they didn't want any mention of slavery in that document at all that is not true and i am so sick and tired of hearing the lies that for instance african americans had nothing to do with our founding Let me just tell you the story of the Revolutionary War just by highlighting the black patriots. So uh, what happens first? What is the first battle, really, for America's independence? 
It's the Boston Massacre, the shot heard around the world. That happened in 1770. Who was the first guy that was killed? The first guy that is killed in the Boston Massacre. This one, everyone should know. Maybe not. Maybe they don't teach it anymore. But Crispus Attucks, he was the first to fall. He was the first uh, man to lose his life in the cause of American independence. So it begins with the fall of a black man. I don't know the white guy who fell second. The first guy was Crispus Attucks. Then you go forward a little bit, and it's 1775, and we all know about Paul Revere. Paul Revere, William uh, Dawes, they went towards Lexington from Boston on April 18, 1775. But did you know about Wentworth Cheswell? He headed north, doing exactly the same things. He was friends with uh, Paul Revere. And he headed north saying, the British is coming, the British is coming. This guy is amazing. His, uh, he was born on April 11, 1746, but his grandfather was the first Cheswell in New England, and he was an enslaved laborer in New Hampshire. He bought his own freedom, and then in 1770, he purchased 20 acres of land, um, and it became part of the town of Newmarket. He was the first known black landowner in New Hampshire. He marries uh, a woman, and together they have one child named Hope Still Cheswell. He becomes a successful house builder and carpenter. He helps build the Bell Tavern in Portsmouth. He um, builds the home for John Paul Jones, the Samuel Langdon House, and he then takes his money from his earnings and he buys over a hundred acres, which he farmed. He also was the part owner of a sawmill. So then he gets married and has a kid. And that kid is Wentworth Cheswell. He's, he goes to school. Remember, he's a black man. He goes to school. He's well-educated because his father owns land. Uh, and has a lot of money, so he sends him to a really good school. Um, he graduates. He uh, purchases his first plot of land from his dad. Then he uh, acquires another 30 acres of land. He owns a pew in the church, and he married uh, his uh, longtime girlfriend, and they had 13 children. By 1770, his estate had grown to 114 acres. Now, 1768, he's 22. And at 22, he was elected as the town constable. First known black man to hold public office in the Americas. And he was the justice of the peace. He was the auditor, uh, selectman, the notary, the assessor, the coroner, the town moderator. And he also was the guy to deliver messages by ringing the bell at night and doing exactly what Paul Revere did. So he's the guy who rides for Paul Revere. Also, he's so well-respected, many people call him a black founder. I categorize people who actually signed or write, uh, wrote the Declaration 
uh, as the founders, but many people say he is a founder because he was so important. In fact, Benjamin Franklin, as they were doing the uh, declaration, Cheswell was asked uh, to write the new state constitution. So you have you have him. Then you have the most important battle of the American Revolution, the battle of Battle of Bunker Hill. Peter Salem is there. He's a black man. He is a freed slave. He's fighting for America. As everybody in, in the American troops were retreating because we were getting creamed, the British are coming on top of us and they're about to knock our army out completely. And Peter Salem stands up and he realizes if I shoot the commander, it'll give us enough time to get away. So all the white people are running. He stands, fires a shot, uh, and wounds and kills the uh, commander. They take a pause to study that for a second, and we escape to fight another day. Oh, but wait, there's more. We'll tell you more about it coming up. Uh, Summer, and we're going to go to Paris next. Summer is in full swing, and that means time to fire up the grill, throw on the steaks. Then go inside and watch it while sitting in the air conditioning. And you can do that by opening up your new custom motorized shades from Blinds.com. Right now, you can save 40% site-wide plus doorbuster deals during Blinds.com's spectacular 4th of July sale. Your home is going to look a lot better once you've got new window treatments from Blinds.com. They're the easiest way to make your windows look great. They have everything in window treatments you could possibly ever want, from classic shutters to outdoor roller shades and a whole lot more. Blinds.com. They have covered over 25 million windows and counting. 100% satisfaction guarantee. It's Blinds.com. Go there now. Save big. It's Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Save 40% site-wide plus doorbusters at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Available now for 10 bucks off if you use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to uh, I want to quote Teddy Roosevelt before we go to uh, to France. Teddy Roosevelt said, "There is no room in this country for hyphenated Americanism." When I refer to hyphenated Americans, I don't refer to naturalized Americans. Some are the very best Americans uh, I've ever known, and they were naturalized Americans, Americans born abroad, but hyphenated American is not an American at all. The one absolutely certain uh, intricate knot uh, of German Americans, Irish Americans, English Americans, French Americans, Scandinavian Americans, Italian Americans, each preserving its separate nationality, each at heart feeling more sympathy with Europeans uh, of that nationality than with other citizens of the American Republic. There is no such thing as a hyphenated American who is a good American. Only the only man 
is a, uh, who is a good American is the man who decides to become an American and nothing else. I think he's absolutely right, and proof of that is what is happening in France this weekend. Ezra Levant is in France. Now, where are you, Ezra? Hi, Glenn. I'm standing in Marseille, which is one of the largest cities in France. It's on the Mediterranean coast. It's a beautiful city, incredibly picturesque, but there are two Marseilles. There's the beautiful French part of Marseille that you would see in a postcard, but just literally a few blocks away from the tourist center, it is what I think could be fairly called a, a slum, uh, with many migrants, uh, usually from a Muslim country, particularly Algeria, Tunisia, Morocco, but also Iraq, Turkey. And it's very apart. Uh, on those streets, you don't hear any French being spoken. The, the commerce is, uh, is very different. Uh, it's, it's a different industry. And there's a real separation. And I think that the shooting of this 17-year-old uh, North African uh, young man, Nahel is his name, the police uh, sort of was in a chase, the police stopped him, and they shot him. And it it was shocking, and I have to say, I I mean, obviously we'll see what the facts are in the end, but I don't know if he needed to be shot. He was a 17-year-old, they knew who he was, he was stopped already. That was the spark. But that spark lit a lot of tinder that has been festering for decades. And there's a real apartness. It's almost apartheid except for much of it is self-imposed. Here's a quick thing. I went along the cafes. There's a lot of cafes in the tourist spots here, Glenn, with out-of-towners and French people, and there's men and women, and they're dressed, as you might expect, in a tropical place. But you go a few blocks further into the Muslim neighborhoods, they still have cafes, but you'll notice a difference. There's no women at them. It's just men. And the odd woman you do see is wearing an abaya, uh, from head to toe. Now, there's a law in France that you cannot cover the face with a veil. They actually banned that. But COVID-19 gave a lot of folks a workaround. So you see Muslim women head to toe and then the COVID mask. I asked a lot oh of these folks gosh. in my broken French, I said, how do you feel being a Muslim in, in France? And, and the more assimilated ones said, we love it. Um, we love France. Uh, we know there are races here and there, but it's not systemically racist. I would say, is there racism back in Algeria? They said, yes. So there were some beautiful answers that were very much on point with your quote from Roosevelt. But there were other people who said, French don't respect us. French don't treat us equally. But then I said, in your heart, are you a French person first or an Algerian first? And most of them, without hesitating, said Algerian. In fact, a man and his young boy came up to me and they wanted to say a lot about Nahel, the 17-year-old kid who was killed. And I listened to them, and I said, who are you in your heart? Are you an Algerian or are you a Frenchman? And they were so proud to say Algerian. And I was thinking, how can you be upset that the French don't welcome you fully as an equal Frenchman when you yourself refuse to give up where you were, except for to come here? I said, if France is so racist, I said to some of them, why did you come here? And, and so I think both sides have some reconciling to do because you have a de facto apartheid. But here's the thing, how that's going to end. Demographics. I mean, France has a declining birth rate for the ethnic French, whereas not only through continued mass immigration, but just through birthright, the city of Marseille will go the way the city of Malmo, Sweden has gone. Uh, it, it will be beautiful still. It'll still have the gorgeous sun and the port and the yachts and the cafes. 
but it'll be more like a Moroccan city than a French city. The world is changing, and it's because I think France, and maybe America has something to say about this too, is welcoming in people who are not willing to say America is first in my heart. You know, the, the, uh, I agree with Teddy Roosevelt on um, immigrant Americans, naturalized Americans. They're some of the best Americans um, out there, and they're the ones who chose America. The guy I work with uh, who is Scottish, um, he loves Scotland, and he came here, and um, he was thinking about citizenship, and when he went back to Scotland— just uh, recently he said i saw scotland for what it really is because i now have the perspective of living in texas and in america and he said i'm american i am not scottish i'm american that renews all of us you know that 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 kind of guy comes in and he starts businesses and he starts to take advantage of the opportunities and that is the big difference. I want immigrants here that are coming in and they want to be Americans. I don't want an Italian coming in and saying, I want an Italian community and we're going to have our own rules and our own ways here. No, bring your culture with you, but become an American you know, Charles de Gaulle, the great French leader, whose name literally means Frenchman, uh, he was considered arrogant and he was considered many things, but, and, and he was a, um, you know, France first kind of person. He, you remember France had colonies in North Africa. He was once asked, can a foreigner become a Frenchman? Like in, in his blood, can you become French? Can you join this country? even if your bloodline is not French. And he said, yes, he was a chauvinist. He was arrogant. He was France first, but he said, yes, if you inculcate yourself, if you breathe in the history, the culture, you must learn the language, learn the history, learn, learn the art. You can become a great Frenchman. And by the way, Emmanuel Macron, for all of his flaws, says much the same thing. He gave a beautiful speech three years ago, right in the wake of a lot of the Black Lives Matter riots in America. He gave a beautiful speech in France, swearing in some new French citizens, where he talked about their rights, but he went heavy on their responsibility. You know those old French mottos, liberté, égalité, fraternité. Emmanuel Macron said, you must follow those. You must fight for liberty for everyone. You must permanently struggle for liberty. He told these immigrants, he said, you must follow fraternity. You must be fraternal to your new French citizen colleagues. He said, you must put the Republic first. He said this. Now, I, I do not like Emmanuel Macron at all, but it was bracing to see what he said. Alas, his deeds don't live up to his words and it is not happening. And I fear for what's, you know, this is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been in, Glenn. But there is a shadow over it. And there were 1,300 people arrested in riots two nights ago. Average age was 17. And that's the thing. I, I look at the police. And mm. I, I don't believe in affirmative action. But the police feel like they're an alien community. They have no ties to the community. There are, there are very few minorities in the police. They don't speak Arabic. They have no... And half the, the time, they're just defending themselves or, or the firemen. You know, they torture a place. The firemen go in. They attack the fire trucks. 
the police have to go in to escort the fire trucks out. It's almost like, um, you know, some of these dystopian movies like Blade Runner or something where the police are this foreign, hated, alien, disconnected force, and they're going to lose just from pure demographics. You know, the, well, the Bobbies in Britain, the, that, so Robert... The, that, uh, sorry to interrupt, but that was the that was the secret of American uh, police in New York. The the Irish guy who had become an American, he was the guy who patrolled his own neighborhood. The Italian exactly. guy, he patrolled his own neighborhood, and so they weren't they weren't a foreign force. The problem with this is is that at least in New York. The New Yorkers cannot afford to live in most of those neighborhoods. Yeah. The police can't. Yeah. So they're, they are a foreign, you know, they're not part of the community anymore. And you can't have people who uh, swear allegiance first to Algeria being the cop for France. Well, that's the thing. Does your oath mean something? Now, by the way, one of the answers I got was, I, I said, are you Algerian first or are you French first? She said, Allah first, and I believe in the Ummah. And you know what? In some ways, mm. that's like a Christian who would say, I put Jesus first. And, and in, I respect that. But as the Bible says, render unto Caesar what's Caesar. So yes, in your heart, your conscience, your morality, if you want to put Allah first, I get it. Because if a, if a Christian said, I put Jesus first, I would respect that. I, w- I wouldn't say you're a bad American. But in matters secular, in matters of civil law and order, in matters of police and learning the language, you have to put Caesar first, or in this case, put the and, Republic first. And isn't that uh, what an Uma um, means? The opposite of that doesn't an Uma in um, uh, kind of suggest a um, a caliphate kind of a global, um, yeah, a global yeah. Uh, government of sorts. And you know, yeah, by the way, he later ran up the church and demanded. Yes, that's right. It's very different. So, listen, this is a beautiful city, but terrible things are happening, and it's, it's, spread, it's spreading to Belgium. It's spreading to Switzerland. Why is that? It's an ethnic solidarity, and I think that massive, unabsorbed, unintegrated immigration, in this case from Islam, is going to be a problem no matter what. De Gaulle insisted on absorption, assimilation, integration. He said, yes, you can become French. I asked some of these guys... Could you ever? I said Barack Obama became a black president. Rishi Sunak is a South Asian prime minister of the UK. I said, could you imagine a Muslim president of France? And most of them said no. And and maybe that's a problem too. If you can't imagine yourself having full access to the corridors of business and political and cultural life, I guess Correct. you do get a wise yourself. So, that, but it's a two-sided problem, Gwen. I don't know. It's, uh, it's very sad. I, I came here uh, not knowing what to expect, and I leave with a feeling of fatalism that between demographics, open border immigration, and political correctness, all of these trends will get worse over time, not better. And I, I think that there's a whole new level of, of violence we saw this last week. That I, I mean, listen, there's always riots in France. It's a national pastime. But this felt especially uh, ethnic in its character. Well, I will tell you, the uh, Norwegian countries are facing the same. I was just over in... I love those French police cars. They sound like toys. Um, but uh, I was just over in uh, England and Scotland and Ireland. 
Ireland is almost entirely gone because of uh, the rapid integrate um, immigration uh, without assimilation. It, it is the, wor- the, the world and uh, Europe is completely changing and won't be the same in 20 years. Um, thank you so much, Ezra. Have a safe trip back to Canada. We thank you for everything that you guys do uh, up in uh, up Thank in you Canada. very much. Thank you. You bet. Thank you, Glenn. Bye-bye. You bet. All right. Uh, that is uh, Ezra Levant. Uh, he is uh, host of the Ezra Levant Show, and he is Rebel News, the founder of Rebel News up in Canada. Canada is another one that... Whew, that one is really getting spooky. To me, Canada is more spooky than even France is um, because this is people that you think you understand and think are regular Canadians, and they are not. Cana- I mean, they're not. Well, they're Canadians, but I don't understand how they're coming to the conclusion that, you know, if you're a kid and you're depressed, the state should be able to recommend uh, suicide to you. It's, it's insanity what's going on in Canada. More in just a second, I want to tell you about a person named Christy. In a world that often focuses on individual success and personal achievement, she is focused on making a difference in her personal life. She volunteers at nursing homes. She served food and clothing to homeless people with the St. Vincent de Paul organization. She volunteers with a local Christian school for their Christmas Eve giving celebration. She just won the Humanitarian of the Year Award through the uh, uh, Greater Baton Rouge Association of Realtors. She is a real estate agent that works with realestateagentsitrust.com, but all of that other stuff that I mentioned, that's who she is. And I am proud to be able to recommend her as an agent if you're anywhere in the Baton Rouge area. Real estate agents I trust. We partner with the best of the best. Not only the best in the business, according to the things that we look for, but also the, uh, the best in people. If that agent is a good person, you know you have it handled. Great agent, great people, realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com The Glenn Beck Program I swear to you, France is going to end in guillotines as it usually does. I mean, you know, they they use the guillotine. The last execution on a guillotine, I think, was 1978. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look it up, Stu. Stu's looking at me wow. like, no. And it's 76 or 78, something like that. Uh, yeah, they... they uh, and in some ways, I think it is more humane than, for instance, hanging or certainly the electric chair. Uh, the guillotine is, we, we have one at the museum. If you're coming to our museum in the next couple of days, we have a French guillotine that was used. Uh, and it's not sharp. It's the thickness and the heavy weight of the blade. It just comes down and just lops the head off just from the weight of it. It's a terrifying machine. By the terrifying. way, you, Glenn, you were way off. You said 76 or 78. It was 1977. <laughs> you, uh, you're an embarrassment. Uh, 
You're an embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> the one year in between I didn't name. The Glenn Beck Program. 